Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be talking about X-Men Rise and Fall. And knowing everything in the set, we're going to talk about some Connellys that were spoiled by Paradise Clicks. And we have a little information about the Empire set and we'll answer some listener questions. This is episode 364. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's a hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not richer nonsense. I'm going to make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, Google, back some Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is your Dial H for Hero Clicks champion, Billion Clicks Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Yeah, so Falcon plays a robot, right? Follow me there. He plays a um, robot. Except he wants to u- he wants to nuke the U.S. Yeah. The Falcon plays a robot. Except he wants to nuke the U.S. Like you like Anthony Mackie, the Falcon. What do what are we? Right. Yeah. 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 The Falcon. Yeah. Okay. Captain America. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with you. He plays a robot. Spoiler. He wants to nuke uh, the U.S. So it's it's part of the uh, the movie that they made after. Winter Soldier was, uh, or sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. After that was done shooting, they did a what if universe where he becomes a robot and he's in the future. It's called Outside the Wire. It's on Netflix. It's got five point four oh, so stars you mean, out of ten. So you mean it's 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 some random Netflix show that also stars Anthony Mackie. Wow. Cool. Wow. Nifty. Nifty. No, you know what you know what is interesting? I unwittingly watched two movies with Anthony Mackie this this weekend. So I watched oh, really? Outside the Wire, which Okay. It's got five point four on IMDB. Actually pretty solid. Um not like I'm not mm. gonna say, you know, it's like mind blowing or anything, but pretty pretty dang solid. And then I can't remember the name of the other one. Uh, he 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 barely plays a character in the other one, but uh, you know who else is in it? Good old uh, is it Eminem? Russell, um, not Russell. Oh. Is it? Oh, Rusty. Yeah, yeah. Russell, the kid, uh, from the kid. X Men. From no, no, no. Deadpool two. No. Deadpool two. No. no. Kurt Russell's kid. Oh, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, he's in it. He's like a main dude. And then Anthony Mackie is... Is that right? Anthony Mackie. He's a background character that doesn't really do a whole lot. Uh, He's mostly like in phone calls. But I was like, very strange how two people from, uh, you know, the TV show are on this movie. Very strange. That's pretty cool. That's actually pretty neat. I didn't know... Uh, much about Wyatt Russell's acting career, I guess. So it's pretty sweet. It's yeah. funny. I wish I could remember. And it's the weird name that of the they. Movie. 
because it's it's well, so real messed up, together. but it's oh, it almost has nothing to do with Anthony Mackie, and even uh, I'll say it oh. has almost nothing to do with Wyatt Russell, and even less to do oh. with Anthony Mackie. Um, That's a shame, but still a very interesting and messed up movie. So there's that. Ah. So that's that's Simeon's accidental Mackie movie. Very sweet, man. Is that yeah. what made you happy this week? Watching some <laughs> some Mackie movies? No, I just really Happen wanted to dance. slip that in because that was it's it's a good thing to get slipped in though. <laughs> that's what I spent the most of my uh weekend doing was watching those two movies. And now I'm here sitting on IMDB really trying to figure out what the heck is that name of the movie because uh man it's a very it's just not a uh, not a good movie to remember i guess name wise uh shelter is that the name of it playing it cool is that this is some crime podcast Ooh, content right here i really really big fan of this the night really big fan of this. is that the nope uh what made me happy this week was uh, you've seen me and Calder play on Tabletop Simulator. You know we prefer it. That's the way that we we like to play. We kind of grumble and groan whenever we're not playing on it. But uh, finally, <laughs> even though it's been updated for a while, I finally downloaded the re-updated version of the Tabletop Simulator Heroclix, uh, the workshop Heroclix project, and in doing so, I found a Discord that's got a bunch of cool people on it, although I've only met one, so I'll just say they're all cool. But uh, Andre MSAL, I don't, I don't know what the actual name is, sadly. But he's from Portugal. He's been doing a ton of work. Um, they took over for the original dude who has been AFK as far as we know. He's just gone from the game. He hasn't been updating or anything, hasn't been responding. They took over and they've been continuing to do updates. Originally it was up to like JLU and missing some indie stuff. They filled in with, uh, what was it? I think they did Pacific Rim. They did a couple of like Iron Maiden, some of the indie sets. Yeah. And then they've gotten us updated to House of X and they're working forwards from there. So I played a game with him, and there's like an eight-hour-ish disparity between the two of us. So I was playing early in the morning. He was playing in the evening. But it was a really fun time. Um, I played a Brotherhood team. Just, uh, you know, I played all uh, Dark Phoenix Saga stuff. So I played the Sabretooth, Blob, Pyro, and Magneto. Is that right? No, 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 Ooh. not Pyro. I played Sabretooth, Blob, Magneto, and Rogue. And then I grabbed, uh, he actually grabbed them for me, some bystanders from like Days of Future Past that were, it was like a horde token thing that had really cheap Empower. So it was like eight points for Empower. Ooh. And then when they were horde tokened, you could use Mastermind to target them. Really oh, are those like the anti-mutant yes. protesters? Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of those. We hate muties sign. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> they were pretty good. Um, sadly, so he was playing a, I think it was Wolverine the X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix, which is the single base like Rachel Summers one or something. Um, he was playing a Uncanny X-Men Cyclops, and then I can't remember which set his... No, it was Uncanny X-Men, Wolverine, and then I can't remember which set the Cyclops was from. But it was a Cyclops that could see through hindering 
and had a leadership within like his range, which is eight squares. So it might have been Avengers vs. X-Men. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, um, it was just a really fun game. Uh, he he pulse-waved and killed my two bystanders pretty quick. Uh, at one point, Blob was up to like three of his uh, immobile, immobile tokens. Yeah. Uh, so ones, he was yeah. like at a 19 defense, and he still like lucked out and hit it a few times. Of course... Uh, Pulse Wave also helped him deal in like one damage at a time, but it was it was really interesting. He showed me a lot of cool stuff. There's also um, there's some 3D models with actual like animations built into them, so they can like faint, they can like make an attack, they can you know take damage. Those kind of like effects, those are fun. like uh, like that Star Wars chess game. Yeah, you know, like, like that. when when the big like whatever. Uh, the big monster thing like walks up and then gets like hit and just like yeah. falls over and crumbles into yeah. clay. It was like that, except uh, nothing like crumbled because it was digitally rendered. But no, right. it, was a, it was a really fun time. And I'll be uploading a video here in a few days of how to join Tabletop Simulator, find this Discord, all that stuff. Of course, the main barrier to entry with tabletop simulator because it is so simple to understand and play the main barrier is that it usually costs like 10 bucks when it's on sale it's at 20 today but when it goes on sale it's usually like 10 bucks so if you're not willing to pay then i mean it's just not for you but i think it's a really good investment because there's a ton of games on there to play i i'll, I'll say this um if you have a group of buddies <laughs> that you normally play with or you want to play with some people all around the world, want to do battle royales and stuff like that, it's a thousand times more fun than Rule 20. If you purely just want to do it to have fun, yeah, sure, if you want to play all the whatever competitive stuff and all that jazz, Rule 20 is just going to be the default. But if you want to have fun playing Hero Clicks online, this is the way to do it. Yeah. If you want a more realistic Heroclix experience, like if you're still stuck, and so that's this guy's thing. Uh, not only is he playing in Portugal, he is the only person in Portugal in his like area that plays. So this is his only option. If you're one of those yeah. people where your only option is online play and you're more on like the casual side, Tabletop Simulator just like scratches that itch way better than Roll20. Not oh, only yeah. do the maps actually have terrain it's like oh i'm not hiding in green i'm hiding in bush or behind desk or chairs exactly i'm actually there's actual like printed terrain that i'm hiding on um but yeah uh other than that the actual it's close to like an actual physical like holding dice you know if you've watched any of our thursday throwdown videos you've seen us like shake them and throw them and stuff like that there's all that there's a few tips and tricks that I picked up this week on how to like play it better because me and Calder have just been kind of well. It. Here's the thing: we like we've put in you know 50 hours of it, and you think like, oh, they probably know everything about it. We're like, nah, we pretty much got a base understanding, and then we just sort of rolled with what we knew type of deal. We weren't like doing research into it, you know, especially not like these guys who went into the files and all, I don't know what they actually did, but you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they added to the, the mod itself. I mean, so they, they know they more clearly about have the, coding the knowledge. Words. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they know exactly. Computer like real they, well. Yeah. And I, you know, that ain't us, but 
bruh, that ain't, we don't know, we don't do that technology computer jazz all that well. Simeon's slightly better than me. Uh, but yeah, so they, they've clearly tinkered with it way more. So they have a, a better understanding of tips and tricks and how to make it smoother and all that jazz. So it's pretty cool. No, I, I'm, I'm glad that you did this, that we can make our Thursday Throwdown videos look even better and have more fun playing on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. And I really hope uh, everybody hearing this, at least we'll go check it out because it's sweet. Yeah. You don't know Uh, what Tabletop Simulator is, by the way, guys. It's a game on Steam, so you'll need to download the Steam app. If you're a gamer, you already have Steam downloaded. But if you're not, Steam is free. Download Steam. Uh, $10 on sale. Honestly, worth the $20. In my opinion, it comes with. So I didn't many pay twenty for it. I paid ten, but yeah. it's might... seriously you can play every single tabletop game ever on yeah. it. And if our Patreon starts kicking off, like like just now, we just played a round of Bad Samaritan, which was a ton of fun. If we get enough people to get Tabletop Simulator, we would totally do like you know, games and stuff on there, which would be yeah. really fun. I could see like hosting like a poker night once a month or something like that. Yeah, um, easy easy stuff like that too. If yeah. you're into Pokemon, they've got not just like Pokemon maps, but also Pokemon sprites. So like actual like 3D, oh. like not not the like 2D representations that we have of Heroclix, but actual like 3D rendered Pokemon. Um, there's one workshop that, you know, you'd have to message the show if you really want to know because uh, it's not what I'm into, but there's a a free download basically to add on to Tabletop Simulator that lets you build whatever your Pokemon team is and it's got like gen one through eight or whatever they're up to. I have uh, no clue. Uh, yeah. But just Pokemon looking through the gen one stuff, there was like twelve Pikachus because each one had a different hat. And I was like, wow, whoever did this <laughs> whoever did this had way more time invested than I ever would. Uh, yeah. Wow. But I no just joke. Yeah, I really appreciate the guys for doing that. Uh, if you want more information, we'll be uploading a video on how to tabletop simulator. Although the how to is mostly how to download and get the hero clicks part, because honestly, tabletop simulator is real straightforward. You highlight oh, yeah. and roll dice. You highlight and pick up stuff. Um, and their Discord's not like, small. I, I think they've got no. like sixteen, seventeen people on it. So there's always people around to play a game, and they're a really casual group. So if you're into casual play, which I assume you are if you're doing Tabletop Simulator over Roll20, it's a really good group to get into. It's a really good uh, and like, way to... Honestly, if, uh, like, unlike Roll20, if you just, like, sit in there and, like, by yourself and just sort of look around and mess with things, you'll figure it out. Unlike Roll20, where it's, like, you have to know these things. You can't just sort of mess around. Like, it's clear. Like, oh, there's boosters over there. I'll click on a booster. Oh, cool. I can pull figures. Out. Like, it's just easier to understand without even watching like a video or anything necessarily but like yeah totally you know like unlike world 20 where it's like i guess i'm in a room it's all white what's yeah. uh what's going on you and know 20 is fine for a lot of things but again i mean it's okay i guess for overrated at you're not only getting a in my opinion a much better simulation of hero clicks of like sitting across from the table of somebody playing hero clicks but you're also getting access to, you know, dice, poker, uh, I don't know. You can literally just open up a tab can, in Tabletop actually, Simulator yeah, with dice, like, or not dice, uh, coins, and just flip coins. I did that for way too long one day. It was very strange. Oh, that's sad. 
<laughs> you make me sad. I, mean. it was. I was, I just really liked the physics of it. And I was just like flipping dice. And then I learned you could like flip them and flick them. And so you could just like launch quarters across uh, the table. You worry uh, me. You worry me sometimes. But yeah, that's, that's enough of tabletop simulator talk. Yeah, we talked for about 20 minutes on that. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I'll be still things to talk and about. Mario Kart more. Monopoly. Uh, let's not though. Beautiful. Let's not, I haven't though. played it yet. I will I take this time to publicly say on the podcast, I'm not a Nintendo fan. I do not like Mario Kart, but a hatred for Monopoly is it's much higher than that. So I would, I would play it for sure. Uh, anyways, uh, what made me happy this week? Well, I'm glad no one asked, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, same thing that sort of made Simeon happy last week, which was graduation parties. I'm legally uh, obligated to say that as I went to a friend of mine's and my sister's graduation this weekend. And so if I didn't mention them, I would be in trouble. Uh, but yeah, cool. Graduation parties sure were neat. Although the most important thing uh, was that I finally got an action figure that I pre-ordered like a year ago. And I'm just I'm playing with it right now. I mean, it's so dope. I uh I got a uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure action statue, uh, old Joseph Joestar from part three. And normally these like JoJo figures cost like over 200 something dollars. But now that they're remaking like a lot of them, since the series is popular or more popular now, I can get them for like only a hundred dollars, which is, believe it or not, a steal for these kinds of action figures when you look at them in like comparable prices. So, uh, yeah, I picked up yellow shirt, uh, safari hat, Joseph Joestar, and it's just a it's a great figure. It's so awesome. But now I'm legally obligated to say I had the most fun this week at a graduation party. But also, I really like this action figure, and I pre-ordered it like a year ago, and I'm so happy it finally got here. You have no idea. But else, but no, I totally had the most fun, without a doubt, at the graduation party. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into the news. Like that? Good save. They'll there's, totally think I had way more fun at the graduation like, party than doing anything else. Not going to even say like your what your sister graduated from? Or how or you know. oh oh yeah I guess we could mention that yeah sorry uh, she graduated from uh, actually a college in Nebraska she's a vet tech a veterinary oh. yeah yes the no, news it's what called her rise and fall when things go up they must come down usually uh, that's what Whiskids thought they said hey House of X existed it went up in a you know what in a direction it should come back down in the form of x-men rise and fall simeon we got to see all sorts of stuff actually we got to see the entire set list as well as the fast forces dials the le deadpool cake pool dial and a few other cool rise and fall things so i'm excited because actually do you have a picture of every single figure of rise and fall i believe we have that on our yes. facebook yes yeah. we do so the hey the poster look at this so for it is you want to read us this kids. beautiful beautiful set list Ooh. oh sure like yeah speed run it yeah so. speed run the set list if you could so zero zero one is wolverine number two is i'm not gonna do the numbers uh, yeah we've got wolverine, that. That would take so long. darwin marvel girl uh warpath, warpath. Gosh, I don't know why I forgot that one. Havoc, yeah, no. uh, Hellfire Club Guard. Very cool. I actually, after Wonder Woman, I feel, 
I feel disappointed seeing the next set after Wonder Woman not having six generics in the common slot. Ah, uh, right. But you know, the, it is what it is. We've got we've got three, I think, three figures that you're going to want multiples of in uh, the common slot. So we've got Hellfire Club Guard. We've got Multiple Man, which of course might as well be a generic because you need multiples. We've got Sentinel. We've got Shi'ar Soldier. We've got a new Raza. We've got Impulse, so these are all Star Jammers. Uh, we've got Smasher, who is Shi'ar Guard. Uh, we've got Colossus, who is an X-Man. We have Brood, who is a Brood. Uh, we've got Blob. We've got Skinless Man. First time ever being clicked Skinless Man. Uh, so, of course, the Skinless Assassins uh, were part of House of X, but Skinless Man himself is, uh, I want to say, a Phantom X villain but I don't really follow Skinless Man. We've got Sabretooth doing the exact same thing he always does. We've got Eric the Red. Not sure if he's ever been clicks before, but it definitely hasn't been done in like at least the last six, seven years. Uh, maybe Uncanny X-Men had one. I don't remember. We've got Cyclops. Who cares? We've got Silver Samurai making his big return, hopefully. Ooh. Uh, we've got Arclight. Mystique. This is the... Uh, black outfit, like the black leather mystique. We've got Longshot and his classic Wolverine and the X-Men pose, I believe. Maybe it's an older pose than that. I don't know. Uh, we've got Dr. Moira McTaggart in a very strange outfit that I don't remember. We've got Banshee doing a flyby, sitting like an inch off, not even... Yeah, like, he's like, like a quarter quarter inch off the base. But he's like it's sort of neat. completely horizontal. We've got Polaris. We've got Magneto, the big old cross arms, angry with you, Magneto. We've got Professor X with use of legs, which uh, I think Avengers versus X Men was the last time we had Professor yeah, X it was. standing. Uh, unless you include the newest Professor X, which may or may not be the actual Professor X. We've got a new Callisto. We've got Brew. We've got X-23. We've got Corsair again. Uh, Iceman. Yes. Uh, new Sebastian Shaw, which I'm assuming... Let's see. I'm assuming around Magneto, we've entered the rare territory. So Sebastian Shaw, I'm guessing, is a rare... Maybe Corsair is the first rare. I don't really know. We get a new Lalandra, whatever her last name is. We get a new Kid Gladiator. We had one in uh, Xavier X -X School. Yeah, uh, X-Men Xavier School. We get a new Hipsaba, another Star Jammer. We get a new Blink, which has been a very hot minute since we had one of those. We they get a new Exodus on a single base. Uh, we get Malice. Looking extremely similar to Uncanny X-Men Malice. We get Carmella, whatever her last name is. Ooh, Carmella's one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> She's one of the last uh, acolytes that we didn't get in er, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. So I assume the only reason she is here is to fill out that slot. Uh, we get Destiny, which, man, when was the last time we had Destiny? Uh, was it like Days of Future Past would be the last a, time? A while ago. A while uh, ago. But yeah, you know, assume some prob and a trait and who knows what else. We've got Omega Red followed up by Omega Red. So uh, Now, this is actually cool. 
Yeah. Because Omega Red hasn't been in since a long, long time. GSX, maybe? Because he wasn't in Wolverine and the X-Men, right? I've got the really cool sculpture he where he's on the Sentinel. He's standing, like, on the Sentinel. Uh, yeah. Man, what set was that? It, seriously, it's been a long time since we got an Omega Red. And he, by the way, looks ginormous compared to We had one Destiny. in Uncanny uh, X-Men, but it was sadly, like, really... Oh, did it really? Lame. Uh, the one I have is from mm. Mutations and Monsters. His tentacles okay. are like really wide, and he's standing. Still, it's piece of... been like six years. Yeah, and now that we've got two, so one's a prime, one's not. I don't know what the difference in outfits are. I know the the mm. non prime is like the very classic. Well, uh, you see, uh, the prime is you know black, so that's. That's cool. Same thing with Beast. He's also black. And then, well, sorry, I don't want to skip too far forward. That's, uh, that's rude of me. <laughs> I assume it's different teams, but I don't. I don't remember yeah. what team Omega Red joined. We've got another Mister Sinister black. classic drapey cape, Mister Sinister. We've got a yes. Tempo Shadow King, which we haven't had this sculpt, this particular type sculpt since Wolverine and the X Men. We've got a classic Beast, classic-ish Beast, and then we've got Dark Beast from Age of Apocalypse as the Prime. Uh, assuming that's the prime, because that's the only one that makes sense. And this is the set with two prime, two rare primes, two super rare primes, no common or uncommon. Uh, we've good. got Warstar with good old little bee knee up on his shoulders. And then, ooh, my favorite. Oh, I do. We've got, like, how close you got to your mic there. <laughs> we've got Dakin making his big, big return. Since oh, I think Web of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. boy. I hope I am not disappointed by this Dakin, although I feel like I will be. Um, I'm just glad that he's on terrain. That's, to be honest. Uh, Dakin's cool. We've got Chode, or whatever his name is. What's he's again? a star uh, Chod. Yep. Chod. Chod. Uh, Emperor Vulcan. Which we just got one. So wait a second, maybe. I've seen this one before. Really? Um, we've got Deathbird. We've got Emma Frost. We've got who is that? Pyro. Dickon. Dickon. Uh, it's oh it's yeah, Dickon. Deathbird Death or uh, Lalandra's brother, whoever yeah. that guy is. Uh, we've got Blackheart, which, to be honest, is the weirdest inclusion in this set so far. I don't follow X-Men super close, but I don't remember Blackheart being, like, their dude. So, that's strange. Uh, but he's here, so we've got that. Uh, cool. We've got Corvus, the good old Shi'ar with, I can't, I think it's the Phoenix Blade, but I can't remember. Uh, mm -hmm. Last sculpted in Wolverine and the X-Men, so that's also cool. Uh, okay. We've got Brood Queen to go along with the Brood. We've got Angel with his uh, metallic wings. This yeah, is like the what? Archangel. Um, yeah, the Apocalypse Seed Angel, the Razor Blade Wing Angel. We've got Gladiator One, Emperor Gladiator, who is just the same except in a black cape instead of red. Cool. Uh, we've got a super. Rare, so these are the super rares, of course. At some point in this, uh, I'm assuming it starts around. Blackheart, maybe Dekan, Deken, whatever that guy's name is. But for yeah, sure, Dickon. Gladiator is the super rare and super rare prime. Oh, and definitely. Then we've got the other Mystique in the set, which is the classic Normal. white outfit. 
we've got Mimic in his yellow and blue outfit, and then we've got Mimic in his <laughs> blue outfit. Uh, we've got so that's the other superhero prime. We've got Apocalypse, which this is the now, X of Swords Apocalypse. With the next one, we've entered Chase territory. I assume, right? right? Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Chases start with uh, most of these are what are they called? Warp World. Warp so World crosses. So Hex Twenty Three. That is a cross between, of course, Scarlet Witch. And X-23, Diamond Patch, that is a cross between Wolverine and Emma Frost. Seems like it's worse than both, though, because I was reading a little bit about Diamond Patch, and he has to stab people to read their minds. So it seems... It's a a lot more work than normal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've got Hellhound, which looks to be a cross between... Uh, what's her name? Colossus. Magic. Sister. Magic. Yes. And Wolfbane is my guess with the hound part. That makes sense. Uh, Speed yeah. Weasel, who is a cross what between uh, not. <laughs> it's not a cross between uh, Quicksilver, but it's like one of one of Scarlet Witch's kids. Oh, you mean Speed? With someone else. Is, yeah. he, is he crossed with like Deadpool's friend Weasel? Is that probably is? not? It's probably someone that would better be weird. That. Like someone with powers, at least, right? Like, yeah, most likely. Uh, we've got Death Streak, which is just Lady Death Strike and Mystique. Cool. Uh, we've oh. got Doopool, who is Deadpool and Dupe. Doopool. Yeah, that sounds dumb. Uh, Firebelly. Some of these, I looked up some of these, and they literally have like one or two pages and zero character development. So, awesome. Firebelly is one chase. of those. Firebelly is a cross between Pyro and Toad. And Toad? Wow. And he literally is just a worse version of either fire like either Toad or Pyro. He breathes fire and that's his whole thing. And then lastly, we have what is this guy? Uh like Herbert Blackheart Wyndham, who is just a cross between the high evolutionary and Blackheart, which is cool. And then of I'm course Ultra Chase Deadpool coming out of the pink cake and then the blue cake Deadpool, which will be part of the OP kit with the map. Yeah. And that is the entire set list. So now that I know the entire set list, I get to confidently say I don't have to buy any of this trash. Boy, am I excited. Another X-Men set that I'll be able to skip. There is one figure I want from it, that being Warpath. Uh, and then, of course, if their dials seem fun, I might pick some minis up on the side. But yeah. I, I get to confidently say, being the um, muty hater I am, uh, I get to skip this set because a lot of it is the same garbage from House of X, and it ain't look that interesting. <laughs> so, cool, 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 cool. Simeon, what's the standout stuff for you in this set? I know, I know you liked Dakin or Dakin, as a normal person would say. Uh, Omega Red, I imagine you're excited for. Yeah. What's uh What's popping off for you as the X Men guy? I mean, those are the big two. So Omega Red being one of Wolverine's most dangerous villains, if you will. Uh, in my mind, a better villain than Sabretooth hardly ever was. Um, I kind of agree, though. Yeah, just way more interesting. Carbonadium tentacles that can drain life force, and yeah. Sabretooth's like, I scratch you a lot. I scratch. It's like, that's great, Sabretooth, but uh, turns out I heal from scratches, so 
Well, I mean, it's sort of like, like, is it fun watching two people with the same powers beat up on each other? Not really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, like, I Omega Red without sweet. at least 90% of this set, it'll... Cool. The determining factor will be dials for me. So is Silver Samurai a good dial, or at least interesting enough where I want it? Um, is Brood Queen more than just, like, on a leadership role of four through six, bring in a brood? Is Skinless Man anything interesting? Because Skinless Man is cool in the Phantom X comics, but do I actually need one if he doesn't do a whole lot? And again, this set is uh, still under benched powers, so we won't be seeing uh, Invincible, Perplex, Super Strength. We won't be seeing Shape Change, all of that fun stuff. Uh, it might be Wonder Woman... So, like, how we saw Wonder Woman with, like, some dials that were just kind of blank, if I see that on a couple of these dials that I actually want the character, it's going to be a definite pass for me. I might get them just for the sculpt, just for, like, the modernization. I would like both versions of Mimic. The chases, I can probably pass on unless they have some really cool gimmick, but I just... As far yeah. as, like, Firebelly literally having almost zero comic presence, what could they possibly do? Like, energy explosion, poison, something like leap climb? I, I don't know. What could they possibly do with Firebelly to make him interesting to me? It is a little strange. I mean, I lucked out. I know when we first heard of this set and I saw Weapon Hex, I knew that there were uh, was a Soldier Supreme, uh, Stephen Strange, Steve Rogers mix in Warp World, but it looks like they still haven't totally lifted, with this set anyways, an X-Men, right. Avengers, Spider-Man, whatever crossover ban. So I got lucky, and I don't have to buy a brick yeah, we're waiting or a case or whatever just Empire to try to get trade fodder. Split that stuff. Yeah. Before we can maybe say the the rest of the Warp World might be chases. If not, it's whatever. It's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I just get to skip Rise and Fall. And like Rally's a nifty idea, but like, I don't buy your set because it's nifty. Yeah. Buy it because it's got characters I want. And depending you know? on how this so. multiple man works, if he works like the older, like the Wolverine and the X-Men multiple man, or the, what is it, giant size X-Men multiple man, where he can actually yeah. bring in dialed characters of himself, I'll want a lot of those. Um, so, the, yeah, the, like, multiple man's a big want, and multiples, depending on what he does. Uh, Carmella, just to finish out those that whole team destiny just because she hasn't been clicked in a while probably both versions of omega red because we're guaranteed that one is decent probably shadow king uh, that'd be nice to think dark beast is cool but until i get x-man why do i want dark beast uh dakin for sure dakin yep dakin dakin sure. uh i don't know i don't There's... i really don't know that's yeah <laughs> There's a lot of potential to be had in this set. It just depends on what the dials say. And as as of right now, I think the only thing that I'm really truly sold on in this set is Birthday Cake Deadpool. Hey, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Birthday Cake Deadpool, we do have his dial. Let me just go into it really quick, guys. He's 60 points. He's a team player. He's X-Men. Six range, one ball, no other special combat symbols. He's improved movement. He ignores characters. He's got Assassin, Deadpool Core, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X-Force, and X-Men. He's five clicks long. He's got a whole dial of prob. Top click is stealth. The rest of his clicks are charge. 
two clicks of energy explosion. The last three are going to be quake. Two clicks of combat reflexes, and the last three are regeneration. So, I mean, if he regens on four and threes, pretty much he's going up, going to top, baby. And he's got two traits. First one is got everybody, everyone, goodie bags. At the beginning of the game, give each friendly character a goodie bag token and then roll a D6. This game, friendly characters have the listed effect. So this is pretty neat. Uh, if you get lucky, it is. One to two balloons, free, remove a goodie bag token to gain flight this turn. So that can be pretty huge if you're on an outdoor map and they barrier, or, you know, something like terrains in your way or just, you know, you're Wolverine. You don't have the movement fly. It's pretty cool. Uh, three through four is cake. Remove a goodie bag to heal two clicks. That's just arguably the best. And then five through six is illegal weapons. Free. Remove a goodie bag and modify damage plus one this turn. Ah, man. If if you got really lucky, I think obviously cake and illegal weapons are the best ones. Personally, cake is the best, like it normally is. You know, let's be real here. Depends on the party. Uh, but yeah, balloons are cool. But I think they're all fun. They're all sweet. And for 60 points, handing those out can be really good and it can totally change the pace of a game. But it is very inconsistent. His second trait is katanas and pinatas. Lights, claws, fangs. When a friendly character KOs an opposing character, give them a goodie bag token. So they get more goodie bags when they kill somebody, which is pretty sweet. It reminds me of, I don't know if you ever read Dr. McNinja. A listener, if you haven't, it's free. I mean, it's online. It's one of the best comics That was like one of, of the original time. YouTube channels. Uh, Dr. McNinja? I don't know no, about YouTube, was uh, but it was one of the original uh, comics. Yeah, Ask it was one Ninja, of the original yeah. uh, web Dr. Teams. McNinja was, uh, was an original, yeah, web comic that had like, it would upload like three pages every week or whatever. Anyways, uh, there's, a, there's a part <clears throat> in the comic where pirates always uh, fight the ninjas because that, that was a classic thing for a while. Ninjas fighting pirates for whatever reason. So whenever the pirates would fight the ninjas, every time you killed a pirate, they can give you a present. It was so funny. It was like he would stab him with his sword and he'd be like, yeah, here, it's an N64. And he'd be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> what in the world? Is it, It's a pretty wacky comic. It's like Deadpool and Batman and ninja stuff all like, mixed together. Like Axe being Cop Irish. before Axe Cop was Axe Cop. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the, he actually crossed over with Axe Cop. But anyways, yeah, this Deadpool is really fun. <laughs> I, I dig it. So if you want to have fun, and hey, I, I also really like this idea of giving away same Ultra Chase sculpt, a little different, you know, with the blue cake and whatever and the different word balloon. Plus the base um, is huge. And it's easy. So it's not just oh, an yeah, Oreo it dial, it's a cake dial. Uh, True. Yeah. Like the Oreo dial ends, and then there's more base below that. And that's really cool. The Oreo dial ends where the cake begins. <laughs> yeah. Basically, an Oreo cake. And with cake. The colors, I don't know what part's cake and which part's Oreo anymore. <laughs> it's really Oreo if it's not black. You know, like that's the only reason we said they were Oreos. I've I've know? seen anyway. mixed uh, opinions on this because it was like Ultra Chase is supposed to feel special. How is it special if it's like anyone can buy the OP kit? Got an extra copy sport. of it. And I'm like, well, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? The Hopefully the Ultra Chase there. is way better. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, hopefully, it's a lot different for sure. But also, yeah, the rarity is like the rarity of this blue one will still only be, it'll be like ten dollars at most, whereas the yeah. rarity for the Ultra Chase will still be you know way higher. So well, anyone it does that's take a lot, a collector, you know, but it's it a lot cool. of the demand away. 
if you know if I can just get a LE for ten bucks, you know, like uh, if I only care about the sculpt, right? Not what it does. The I demand is gone. If it was like Unicorn Deadpool thing. and they had released it as like right. the LE, I probably it's like would the have garbage dials trash Ultra Chase one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he is he is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean the dial is saw... really lame. Stealth and energy explosion, it, like it sucks. <laughs> like like the dial itself is so so bad. Yeah, but. The goodie bag thing is a neat idea, and I think it can be really fun, and it can add a lot of fun to your teams. So, and he just looks cool. He just adds a really cool, unique look to every team, which so I we, dig. We did see the the dial. I think the new dials were for Wolverine and Sabretooth outside of the Fast Forces. They both have mm-hmm. a rally die that's a five. Um, so we've already <laughs> gone over rally, but just to reiterate, red is opposing attack rolls. Blue is friendly attack rolls, and then green is all attack rolls. And basically, if you see that, if you, like, on the red or on the blue, if you see the attack and the roll matches the die that is on the rally trait, so five for both Wolverine, Colossus, and Sabretooth, uh, you can place a die on one of these people per attack. Uh, So Wolverine, his rally trait gives him regen, and then he can use that five to replace his uh, regenerate. It's before you roll, you can replace it. So basically, if he gets a five, he has a once... Well, I, I would say once per game because he's got a short dial. He's got five clicks long. But uh, you get a once use replace with a five, so automatically a three regenerate. And then Sabretooth has that, except his is probably a little bit better for 15 points more his replaces his blades claws fangs roll so he's rolling a five for blades automatically with his rally and his first four clicks have exploit so he's probably dealing some decent damage his dial is kind of weird it's blades the whole dial uh his trait doesn't give him blades like wolverines gives him uh regen but yeah yeah he goes charge flurry stealth regen bottom dial and then toughness the rest of his dial He's a wonky character, but I think we've seen better Sabretooths, to be honest. Yeah. Like at this one museum, I saw a skeleton of one. It was pretty cool. It was way better than this thing. Yeah, big old teeth. Big old teeth. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, that's X-Men Rise and Fall. Uh, we're done talking about it because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's get and, into uh, salvage. Yeah, we'll just... yeah. No, please, let's not, though. <laughs> no, but let's not. Let's please stop. <laughs> All right, cool. Paradise Clicks posted a picture. I don't know if we've seen this before. Like, I get a weird sense of deja vu, like that we've seen the box art for Spadash Dash Der before. Spider, Spider, Spider. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. It's robot Spider Man. Sure. Oh. And like, and so we see that soon. one. It's pretty cool. It's a kind of lanky looking mech as opposed to the steampunk one and the one we see in Spider Verse, the, the movie, you know? Like this one looks kind of stringy, I guess, is the way I would say it. Like, it looks yeah. lean, you know? It's very Evangelion, if you've watched that, like where their yeah. joints are real thin. Like, whenever I have a peanut butter sandwich, I put Magellian. <clears throat> yeah? No? That's <laughs> unfortunate. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, we also uh, get to see... I know we've seen the Spider-Man OP kit thing before with the Luke Cage, the Spider-Gwen, the Miles. And I know we saw the traffic cone for Plastic Man. 
But uh, the other cool thing yeah, is this Punisher. Yeah, the, the mailbox thing. and everything. Yes, the fire hydrant. Uh, but the cool thing is this Punisher that has the Ant-Man, Hank Pym helmet. And he's also kind of got like a gun with a big yellow blast coming so, out of it or something. Yeah, he's got a special That's gauntlet cool. on. This was like literally one oh, issue what it is. of okay. Punisher. He put on... I don't want to get into the whole backstory, but basically he's going up against the hood. So he puts on Ant-Man's helmet, which whoever the writer was, like the helmet is what he uses to communicate with ants. That's not what communicate with him. ants. But yeah, whatever. Uh, he has like a some sort of wrist gauntlet. They don't really explain. Mm. He has a shield. He has uh, what's the third thing? I can't remember. Doesn't really matter. But yeah. Bob so Bob. this this Punisher. According to the comic, um, I've read it like a long time ago. He'll be able to shrink and shoot like he normally can. I don't know like what'll be special about this Punisher because the Punisher can usually shoot, but he'll be able hey. to shrink in addition to that. Yeah, if we can shield. give him like a Micron Atom trait, so I don't have to play some DC losers <laughs> when I play like a team that has you know whatever Alpha Strike. If I can do that, but instead with Punisher, I'm all I'm all for it, baby. I'm all about that life. For sure. Anyways, uh, we also get to see uh, the box art for Cosmic Ghost Rider because we'd only ever seen a picture before and people have paid a couple thousand dollars uh, for this Cosmic Ghost Rider before. Not a couple thousand, a thousand something, a couple hundred. Anyways. Yeah, you know, someone who probably likes to put the hard R in things where it doesn't belong. You know what I mean? Oh, by that I mean hero clicks. That could be construed as something else. Hero no, clicks. It's, Specifically, it's funny. He puts it in hero clicks. No, it's it's funny to randomly insert expletives throughout for no reason. It's funny. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyways, but yes, this Cosmic, Cosmic Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider also apparently comes with Thanos. And not baby Thanos, but like a Thanos with the Punisher shirt on and it's shooting lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. Very Thanos-y thing to do. Thanos so, is cosplaying this year, Simeon. I don't think you noticed <laughs> this, but we're about to get into some Thanos yeah. cosplay in this episode. What's What's great about this <laughs> is it's the similar box size uh, to the Weapon at uh, Weapon H and Hulk yes. duo box that we got earlier. So this will be a two by two base with a uh, single base figure, and I mean that's just more bang for your buck. So it's a pretty solid little set there. Um, also, we do see the Plastic Man. We've already seen what Plastic Man kind of does. We've already gone over that because he was a, one of the mail-away figures. But his box is, I'll say, Big. like, what, 75% larger than the normal Yeah, box? I don't know why it's, it's so much bigger. Yeah. To fit the mailbox, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but, like, I would have just smashed it in, you know, the top <laughs> type of deal. You just know? jam it all in there. He's yeah, plastic. He can handle it. That's true. I mean, he is plasticky man that's his thing right we also get to see a really cool sneak peek at a fantastic four booster uh that's on the the counter don't know why that's there um it makes me think somebody owns i mean somebody owns these somewhere like period right uh open those open them now please please yeah. please i'm begging you open them now unless soon. you're not allowed to which is cool it's soon, fine soon calder soon. i don't know if you've made that a gif yet where i do a little soon a little finger wave but uh, anyways, yeah, like, and they have a master mold, too. I'm like, who are you? Who is this person? Who's got these things? I, I really don't understand how some people get this product. Like, 
how does it appear? How do certain countries just somehow get it before other people? I don't like WizKids, what is your distribution? What is what is all of this happening? How did they get this before something else like happened? Like who didn't cross an I or dot a T, you know well, what I mean? Like well, who did their job they're wrong? They're not allowed to like open and share because otherwise they would have. Right. Uh, but it's just very right. strange. So they just posted a picture. Yeah, like, it's yeah, very it's strange that like they're like. Well, I mean, the inner circle knows what they boxes. do, but we don't. Yeah. Yep. Clearly. What's in the box? What's in the box? You know, to to poorly quote. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that because there's just not much else to do. So WizKids apparently did some kind of live, like you know, they do that event for Gamma, and they they show, hey dealers, check out all the stuff that's we're gonna be releasing in the next year. You should give us money. You should carry our product. A pretty simple like thing. Tons of companies do this where it's like, this is what we have down the pipeline. This is why you think you should buy it. This is why we think players are going to want to buy it, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a pitch to stores and why like your product is good and j- all that jazz, right? It's like a yeah. like a toy fair type deal. Yeah, 75% so of their stuff is D&D and board games. And then there's a small little fraction of their slideshow that happens to be, ooh, what's that? The best selling miniatures game on the entire market. A small right. thing called Heroclix. Yeah. A little, little thing. A little thing. So, real quick, we have an Avengers. It's it's all Empire, which is the Avengers Fantastic Four Empire set. So, we get to see the starter, which is going to include a human torch, an invisible girl, the Captain Marvel with the Ronin hammer, a Spider Man and a Wolverine in the cool blue costumes. So it's sort of a Fantastic Four, neat, nifty little starter. We also get to see a Jean Grey and a Storm, uh, showing that, yeah, the X-Men are also there. I don't know if we've seen the box art before. It's pretty bad. It's just blue Spider-Man and then blue Wolverine. Yeah. It doesn't look, uh, doesn't look amazing, but it's, you know, it's there. Uh, we also get to see some more figures in the starter, uh, like a Rogue and a Magneto and some other stuff. It's kind of hard to make out. I think the... Uh, we get to see the Captain America Potentially again. the uh, Skrull X-Men the X-Men Super Scroll in there and Taskmaster. Yeah. Not looking real dark sure if what's yeah. on that if what's on the the board there is what's actually in there, but I assume so. But uh, yeah. yeah, the MSRP um, for that's at forty, which is what ooh. their standard uh, their super deluxe starter sets have been right. going for yeah. lately. Uh, next up, I believe these ones are for sure new. We get to see a rogue, a Venom rogue. Looks pretty neat and gross at the same time, like most Venom sculpts do. And we get to see a Wolverine Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. What do you think about that, Simeon? Yeah. So what's really fun about this guy, and I'm pretty sure this is the correct one that I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm not. But this is like Wolverine has, throughout the years, had multiple bouts of amnesia and so this is one of the wolverines that forgot he had actual built-in claws and for whatever reason joined shield became like a soldier in some war and somebody like was like hey put on these gloves and so his gloves like had retractable claws um but he teamed up with captain america in this outfit at one point and oh, I'm not sure hey, if this the, is the uh, yeah. I'm not sure if this is the actual one that I'm thinking of, but his weird gauntlets lead me to believe this is the one. And like at one point in the comics, when he's like using these, he's like, "Oh, these claws are actually pretty nice." And it's like that's yeah, funny. You got them built into your skeletal scr- structure, but you know it's whatever. 
you big forgetful dummy. Yeah. What's with your brain? Why is your brain peace creep in there? Yeah, it's it's just messed up. Oh man, isn't that that's, there's an X Men animated episode about him and Captain Bird? It's like during World War Two, and he's like Captain America. He was a real hero, and he's like looking at like Steve's grave or something. And you're like, oh, I guess Captain <laughs> America's dead in this world. Cool, thanks. Yeah, yeah. or maybe not. But no, he is. Uh, like that was actually a pretty cool episode of X Men. But yeah, he had like the pop on claws, and they used him to like climb a mountain. And I'm like, man, you've got those, dude. Uh, we also get to see. We already saw a few of these, like Superior Doom, Deadpool with uh, Jeff the Land Shark, Ultron, uh, the Hulkling, and the Captain America, and like the cool armor. Uh, we also get to see Beast as like Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme, Supreme or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it looks cool. Like they're really hammering uh, out some alternate. Uh like styled figures yeah. which is cool because man what we don't need right now is yet another random just plain beast so right. it's cool that they're giving them at least something we get different. a uh, a look at a shield human torch which is hopefully Jim Hammond with a flame on and then not being bad and not having flight like he is in the F Fufo set we also get to see an all clear Sue Storm figure which shares the same sculpt as the other Sue Storm which is all right. Uh, the captains and sidekicks. We get to see a new wasp, which is a yellow, uh, sorry, black and gold wasp. We get to see uh, a piebok or super scroll or some dude holding a little little book. Something or other, yeah. We get to see a scroll queen. And we also get to see Photon, I assume, with a wrench and some neat stuff. And then uh, probably the coolest one for the captains and sidekicks, and that's going to be uh, Colossus with the magic sword. And is like uh, I think it's is that goatee? Does he have a goatee? I, I assume it it's a goatee like Colossus, it. which is a great look. Yeah, <laughs> the buddy. Soul sword or whatever. Uh, but sisters. not bald. Goatee, yeah. but not bald Colossus, which is the best look. Personal my personal favorite. I don't like bald Colossus. Take that as you will. But yeah, too me, much shine, uh yeah. being being exactly right. Like there's just too much shine. And it's like it really adds to the whole I can see my reflection in your head, like because you can, you know, like <laughs> it's just bad. Uh, no, but what I'm most excited for and didn't know this existed, didn't know this was a thing. Uh, but Thanos is Captain America, which is just Thanos wearing Captain America's costume and having his shield. But he also still has the Infinity Gauntlet. And it just looks really weird, man. It's like, I who thought that was a good idea in comics? <laughs> Why does this exist? Like, why? But it exists, and I'm going to have to get it for the Captain America collection. And it'll, you know, it'll stand out. It'll look different, so that's cool. Uh, One thing that does worry me about this set a little bit, though. needed to be a thing was... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Joshua Williamson is the writer of What If Infinity Number 1. Oh, what sorry. If what if Infinity, Infinity. All right, well, Joshua Williamson? I'm going to read that, and if it sucks, which I assume it will because it looks like a bad idea, then you're on my, my, my kill list. No, you're not on my kill list. I don't, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. No time to waste on you comic you artists. The, do you want the synopsis? Story writers. Yeah, give me that quick synopsis, Simeon. I've got to waste my important time. What if Thanos joined the Avengers? Wow. Wow, what wow, what That's amazing synopsis. I'm glad I didn't read it. It was in the wow, middle amazing. of infinity, so it's clearly when like the earth is going through the uh 
what do they call them? Not the collisions, the when like Earth is slamming into an alternate Earth constantly. It's clearly around that time in Infinity when that happens. Seems like it's some kind of crisis on multiple, potentially yes. infinite Earth. Almost infinite. But not, though. But yeah, not. It really does seem like it was that. And then Battleworld happened <laughs> and everything got reset. Wow. What an idea. Uh, good huh. job, Marvel. <laughs> who would ever would have come up with that? That's pretty original, Jonathan though. I like Hickman. it. That's who came up with it. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> at least on the Marvel side. Um, right. Yeah. This, I, I really... I know it sounds like we're bagging on it, but I love the fact that this set looks like there's a lot of what if kind of characters. So oh, yeah, no, at least I, I like versions. it. Um, so I don't remember when Carol Danvers had the ultimate weapon or like Ronan's hammer, whatever you want to call it. The, oh, yeah, the ultimate ultimate or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, I don't remember when that happened, but I, I think that weapon is underrated or underrepresented in Heroclix for sure. Um, Thanos holding the cap shield, being dressed as cap is just really fun. It's not likely it that we'll ever get that again. That's cool. No, Hopefully no. powers won't be benched for this set and we'll have like fully powered <laughs> versions of these things. Uh, the super scroll X-Men isn't necessarily something that we've never had, but it's, just really cool to have it back in modern, uh, but like Beast as Sorcerer Supreme, Hulkling with his sword—that's really cool. Uh, there's a there's a lot of like really interesting sculpts in the set, and I hope they just knock it out of the park. Because yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Like, and it's kind of what what you think is like. How many normal Iron Mans? Well, I guess maybe Iron Mans, but like how many normal like. Wolverine, Cyclops, Captain America, whatever. Like, how many normal versions of those characters do I have? Tons of normal versions. Like, yeah, okay, we get it. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. Cool. He's got claws. He's got blaze claws, fangs. Neat. Thanks a lot. Cool. But now they're going to give us some more unique and interesting ones. You know, like, that's what I really appreciate. You know, it's... It just... It makes the shelf pop. makes it look different. Because now it's like, I can have my scroll Captain America, my Cap Wolf Captain America... You know, Rajaz, Ice Cap, uh, all these weird ones, you know, and I can have Gauntlet Cap and Thanos Cap with the Gauntlet on a team, which is fun, you know. So, like, I just like playing weird alternate teams like that. You can have tons of fun like that. It's pretty cool. And I really appreciate that. I am a little worried, though, when it says captains and sidekicks, Captain America isn't in the picture. I'm like, all right, guys, you got one job. You have one job. If. If Captain America is not a captain in this uh, set, I will actually try to track you down and kill you. Like, this is not a threat. It is a promise. All right. I feel like you, you have one he, job. He's for, for sure in reason. the set. He is. <laughs> I feel like. But if he's he'll not a captain. The, the Superman captain treatment where he'll be like, hey, you kids, you're you're fighting now. Uh, here's some toughness from good old cap wow you think he's going to give out a lesser power than that alien who shows us that humans don't have the potential to save themselves shut up get off my show right now i think that's an absolute chance (laughs) (laughs) uh no this this set is slated for september 2021 
Yep. Um, it's still sticking to the 149 and 90 cents MSRP, not 99 cents. Yep. So they're cutting you a break on that nine cents there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's same price mark. I think the coolest thing about this set, and I don't think anyone will disagree on this front, um, is that, you know, DC's never truly had this problem as far as I know, but we're finally getting X-Men, Avengers. I mean, of course, Fantastic Four just came back, but we're, we're finally getting yeah. like the separate properties all in one set which is cool because that means if they don't have to split the year between like, all right, here's our Avengers set. Here's our X-Men set. Here's our one-off Marvel set. If they can combine Mm -hmm. the sets, that's going to allow them, in my opinion, allow them way more room to like do some really interesting stuff between sets. So if they don't have to worry like, all right, we really got to fit X-Men set in here somewhere. What's going to be the like Krakoan revival, uh, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. If they can just combine sets and have those sets like come out at the same time, it'll give them way more room to actually like grow the Marvel side. Uh, sadly, DC's probably still stuck with one set per year, but I mean, that's on DC, write a petition, say, Hey, DC, let WizKids make more sets. I don't know what the problem is, but it's, it's clearly not on WizKids side. It's not like WizKids is like, we want less money. Please let us make less Yeah, I don't think any company DC. is like, let's do less money, please. Could we get yeah. less money? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that's going to be a business thing we can keep <laughs> going for a long time. It's not very sustainable practice we, we can implement. But yeah, but that's, yeah, no, that's Empire. It's Empire. Hey, and that that's going to wrap up our news, which I'm excited because we have a bunch of questions to, to go ahead and talk about this week. So, but wait, Simeon. That won't oh, wrap no? up our news. Call what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, yeah? That's, uh, What's this? that's the old wire coming in. It looks yeah, like there's an in-person event happening in oh. Olympia, Washington. Ooh, ah. Mm. I don't know where that is. But it's at least 20 hours away from me. Well, it's so in Washington. Old... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's very true. Thank you. I told you uh, that. So... From the post, and this is as yet to be updated, so follow the EagleCast HeroClix podcast discussion group for more updates, I guess. But Team Sasquatch presents Clix Camp 2021. So this is Clix Camp, sponsored by Gongai. Uh, this is going to take place July 9th and July 10th. So July 9th is going to be Friday night. They will be having a modern age common uncommon rare win a map so it's similar to popper but with rares allowed and there's no exclusion on primes so very interesting event it's going to be a win a map with the majestics temple of the idol map up for grabs and then july 10th is going to be the saturday with a modern age win a case first place gets a case of the new x-men rise and fall set and then both days you can take part in battle royals using the new X-Men set. So on Friday, it's going to be a $10 entry, 300-point modern age, common, uncommon, rare only, no base larger than a 2 by one so peanut bases. Uh, then Temple of the Idol map is up for grabs and additional prizing to be announced. Saturday is going to be the win-a-case, $20 entry, 300-point modern age, first place gets a case of X-Men Rise and Fall, 
pricing to the top four, full pricing breakdown to be announced. So, of course, it's going to depend on how many entries. And then Battle Royales throughout the weekend are going to be X-Men Rise and Fall for $12. Um, And then last but not least, because this isn't being hosted at a normal venue, Calder. It's very interesting. No, no, no. It's host. It's sponsored by Gone Guy, but it's not hosted at Gone Guy. Oh, so to make it a true Pacific Northwest experience, we will also be having overnight camping and dinner will be provided on Saturday night. So that's that's basically what? it as far as what we know right now. But uh, from what it from how it sounds, it's going to be a show up Friday, camp Friday night, play Saturday. Uh, have a good time Saturday, camp Saturday night, and then drive home Sunday. Uh, for me, since it's a 20-hour drive, and I've been meaning to go to Washington to visit their beautiful forests and stuff, um, maybe see a Sasquatch of my own to take pictures, blurry, blurry pictures of, I'm actually very tempted to to try this. I'm very tempted to attempt this drive. I don't care if I win. It's more about the the drive and the trip for me, but uh, it's very tempting. And if you're in anywhere in like the Pacific Northwest or Canada and Olympia, Washington is not too far from you, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be hosted outdoors. So not only are you camping outdoors, you're also probably playing outdoors. Uh, I thought it rained a lot over there. Wasn't that like the thing... It rains a lot. You want to be outdoors in the Pacific what? Northwest? What are you afraid like, of? Your fingers getting wet? You're scared. Your, yeah, I mean, you don't have paper map. maps. Wow. No, I don't. Believe it or not, these sweet ROC maps I have are neoprene calder. Cannot yeah. be destroyed by water. I tried. I don't want to know how you tried. I'm going to skip this line of questioning, <laughs> I've decided. Yeah, you don't want to know what kind of liquid I put on ROC maps every day. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I know. I definitely want to skip this line of questioning. Anyways, yeah, it seems like a nifty event. I think, I don't know if the outdoorsy and Heroclix player crowd <laughs> overlaps that much, to be honest with you. Um, so I think it's nifty they're doing it. I think you're pretty much the biggest outdoorsy uh, type guy, hero close player I know. Yeah. I mean, um, just last week we were talking about how I showed up to a state's smelling exactly, like campfire. Yeah. So at least I wouldn't, be, yeah. I wouldn't be like uh, judged for smelling yeah, that's like true, campfire right? at this event. Yeah. So there's that. It's the normal, it's the normal thing. Uh, I think it's a cool idea, you know, uh, taking the culture, I guess, of people that like to go camping, specifically in the Pacific Northwest. I've never been, but if that's like the main thing they do over there, then that's pretty neat. No, I, I think that's a really cool, like, best of both worlds type thing. And obviously, you don't have to camp if you don't want to. Uh, so that's kind of neat. Like, yeah, that's fun. I, yeah. I like it. It's different. It's unique. And I think that's that's what we need. Stuff like that is really cool. Yeah, they said there's some, like, B&Bs in the area, of course. I'm not one to spend money. I would sleep in my car before I'd sleep at a bed and breakfast or. Uh, well, I mean, especially if you're driving that far. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus I'm pretty accustomed to sleeping in my car these days. <sighs> Hard time. Yeah. I'm also going to skip over that line of questioning as well. <laughs> um, Speaking of questioning. Yeah. Hey, Hey, oh, a good Simeon segue. Say it ain't so. I'm just kidding. Your segways are always 
mediocre to better. <laughs> They're always somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Hey, yeah, cool, man. We got a bunch of questions on our Discord, and if you want to support the show and be on our Discord and play Bad Samaritan every weekend like we've been doing, uh, well, been doing, we did once for the first time, but we're going to keep doing it, you can go ahead and support us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, it'll get you entered into our Bad Samaritan tourneys on Discord. You'll get uh, your videos on our YouTube early, and you'll get entered into a raffle every single month. Every single dollar that you donate per month is how many entries you get into the raffle. So $1 is one entry, $5 is five entries, and so on and so forth. So it's pretty cool. And you can get action tokens and all sorts of sweet stuff. We're about to come out with some really cool-looking stickers and some pretty awesome-looking action tokens that a patron member helped us make. So I'm really excited to get those out to everybody and get those designed. I mean, they're designed, but I mean, you know, get them into physical things so they can be in your hands. Like, I think that would be really, really, really sweet. So definitely support us on Patreon. And yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some of these questions. There are dozens of us. So, a couple of weird ones. That's just the way it is. Uh, Superfan Chance McCall says, What bird should be the mascot of the Dial H for Heroclix podcast? Simeon. I went with the cassowary. So, mm. if what, you're not... uh, what is that? Those that don't know. Because <laughs> I totally that... know what a cassowary is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not for Calder. Yeah, this how could I not? Else. Yeah. So for those that don't know what a cassowary is, uh, typically they're they're extremely shy birds found in deep forests. Uh, if you played Far Cry 3, I believe it is, you are intimately aware of what a cassowary is because it probably killed you more than once. Uh, so it's basically like an emu if you gave it a horn on its skull and then big claws for feet and made it like Ugh. twice as territorial. So it's a big flightless bird. And I, I think this exemplifies, you know, dial H because we might not fly the highest, but if you come down to our level, if you try and mess with us on our level, we will just, you know, yeah. use our little cassowary feet and tear you apart. So mm. just keep that in mind people that are flying low why yeah, does our uh, level have to be low i don't know i don't <laughs> know i just picked a bird i think it's where are cool. we going it's like a dinosaur it's fun uh like i can dig that i can dig that all right cool cassowary and probably dinosaur bird animals i don't know i just think so there's a that road sign in cons queensland australia where it says uh you know, be careful of speeding because you might hit a cassowary and die because it's a huge, dangerous bird. Oh, yeah. No, oh, it's one of those things where it's like if you hit it, it's more it's bad for you, not so much the bird. I mean, yeah. If you hit a turkey going 70, it's like hitting a bowling ball through your window. If you hit one of these, it's like oh, half true. a cow. So. so I'm about to mention a bird that my family also hit while going like 70, 80 miles an hour. And that is the Chinese ring neck pheasant is the bird that I said should be the bird for our show. Uh, it's South Dakota State bird. They're good for hunting. I, I quite enjoy uh, pheasant hunting and stuff like that. One time, just to keep it on the hitting things with your car story, uh, my family was going to uh, State Capitol, good old pier in South Dakota. It's not Pierre. I don't know why we pee in the air. It'd be weird, but it's called pier. And uh, we, we were driving up. Dad was going, I don't know, way too fast, obviously. And it just shot that pheasant straight through the window. 
it skirted along the top of the inner ceiling of the car and then cracked the back windshield. That's how fast we were going. Yeah, like a bullet. Pretty wild. Pretty scary to be in the car when that happens. There's glass everywhere. Got to go to the hospital. Got in someone's eyes. It was not a fun. It was not a fun experience. But yeah, that's the bird that I don't want to hit, and that's uh, that's the Chinese ringneck pheasant. South Dakota State bird, bird of, bird of the show. Uh, aren't you having fun with it? Awesome. Are, uh, here, who's really? I will talk. say this for anyone that's ever driven and like seen a pheasant, very unnerving to see like running alongside your car, because out oh, of the yeah. corner of your eye, it looks like a tiny little man running on like two legs with like a weird outfit on. And then you actually look at it and you're like, ah, oh, that's a bird. I'm silly. Why but do you if you think don't that? look at it and you only see it out of the corner of your eye, you're like, <laughs> what was that? Was that a tiny Jeez. little man running alongside my car? And it's very It was possible. like two feet, like a foot tall. Yes. That's what I mean. <sighs> no wonder you were no wonder you need glasses. Good lord, man. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, next up is what is the official IPA of Dial H for Hero Clicks? Simeon. My peripheral vision's very bad. Uh, the official IPA. I believe so it. These I believe are the it. two that I drink most often while recording. Everything has eyes out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, that's the Cosmic Eyes Brewing. Everything has eyes and Unlock the Time Dragon. Both very good IPAs. And then Fairy Nectar out of <sighs> technically La Vista. But La Vista. Come on, La Vista. You're just, you're just west south Omaha. You're not actually your own town. You're just west south Omaha. If L Street passes through your quote unquote city, you're part of Omaha, La Vista. Don't get a big head on your shoulders like Ralston did, or we'll take you over like we did to Ralston. Look at him now. Broke. Needing our help. Barely have a mayor. I don't even want to stop you because this is kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. I like this this Omaha anger. (laughs) (laughs) I just have a big problem with all the small towns around Omaha pretending like they're a real town. When I'm like, clearly, you're just Omaha in like a smaller, like you're like, I'm not actually Omaha. I live in Ralston. It's like, that's great. So you live off of 72nd and L because that's still Omaha. Like, I don't care how much you pretend it's not. That's just Omaha. Like, you can put up a huge fence and I'll be like, oh, that's a weird part of Omaha where they put up a big fence. And I'll keep saying it until you change it. Papillion, Bellevue, whatever that north one is that no one goes to because it's scary. Uh, and people think I gatekeep this community? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm just gatekeeping my community. That's all. I want Omaha literally, to be the entire literally. state at some point. Goodness gracious. Uh, uh, Scott Porter okay. coming from Millard. Millard is um, just extra west Omaha, Scott. Man, are we going to fire extra shots at Scotty T now? I even I even attempted to watch. I mean, I even tried to start watching Gina and George. So I was like, yeah, I felt bad. I didn't, you it's know, watch show. it. And I was like, oh man, yeah, you know, it, it is a good is show. Good, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna finish it one of these days, <laughs> soon, soon. But I was like, you know what? We should support Scott. 
He probably, I mean, he, does he really need your support? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But, like, it's like your friend, you know? You want to support your bros. And I just realized all my Heroclix bros, they'll see the plays and stuff that I'm in. And like, you know what? The least I could do, all Scotty P, is watch his show. Even though, even though technically I have seen, you know, Speed Racer, which is his <laughs> chef's kiss best work. Um, I've also watched yeah, no. every season of uh, Lucifer up until the ones that he's in. I don't think they're on Netflix yet, no. but... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that show. It, to be honest, it looks lame. Uh, I'm going to skip the official IPA question. I didn't know what that was uh, before the show started. And I asked Simeon. I'll That's be true. totally honest with that because um, I just kind of don't care. So I'm skipping it. Uh, next up, do you know, have you ever had a frittata? I believe is what it says. And I said, no, I still don't know what that is, even though I know Simeon's explained it to me and I made fun of it before. I, I have no clue. I imagine it's some sort of taco thing. That's I think my it's guess. Like a or quiche casserole. It's like an egg casserole. Oh, that was way like wrong. Egg. That was way off. But yeah, I just Dang. said, no, I like my eggs at normal, which is like the normal egg cooked not into, like, is a frittata literally just a bad omelet? That's my question to the listener. So a quiche, a quiche is like an egg brownie, right? It's like in a pan. Yeah, it's, it's like a poorly cooked egg slash omelet and i enjoy a good omelet light fluffy full of I like random goodies inside that's great is a frittata literally just a bigger quiche or a worse omelet because if that's the case then why would i ever have that instead of an omelet strange yeah i'm gonna be real um doesn't sound good uh, to be fair, you didn't try to make it sound appetizing, so I'll still just yeah, doesn't sound good. I um, but I didn't like I don't like quiche that much, anyways. I believe my family would make like we would call it egg bake, which is I guess basically just a quiche. Um, but yeah, all I I associate it with High School Musical, and anything to be associated with that probably isn't good at all. So uh, skipping that, that'll be our first round of Chance McCall questions, which have almost literally nothing to do with hero clicks. So now we'll go ahead, uh, Bill. Bill asked, when WizKids is making a figure, a fan favorite figure, or a unique figure, so a figure that you like, a character you like, do you think it's better for them to be comic accurate or better for them to be competitively viable? Simeon, what do you think? So I said it's got to be a mixture. First of all, say uh, say like a figure you think WizKids would make that'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a figure they might not make again or, you know, whatever, a fan favorite figure that you have. I'll go with I'll go with my expectations for Dakin because that's okay, a figure Dakin. that I don't see them making too many of in the future and in the past they've made two from the same set. One was like an LE, one was the actual one was like Dark Rain Dakin where he was pretending to be Wolverine and the other one was just regular. Oh yeah. Um the reason why To be why, fair, I really like that outfit. Yeah, it's a cool outfit. Uh that the whole Dark Rain's pretty cool. Um the reason why I don't particularly care for either of those is because not because they're not comic accurate, although they weren't giving out special powers and stuff as and traits as easily back then as they do now. Uh, so take that with a grain of salt, why those ones are slightly worse. But I just really need, I really want my Dakin to have like charge. So like, what is he? He's, He's like Wolverine. He's a little bit more methodical, but he's he's still like on the base. He's just like, you know, he can go berserker rage mode. 
He's, uh, you know, he might think things through a little bit more than Wolverine does, but he can still like snap and go crazy. So I really want my Dakin to have like a, maybe a, a sidestep mastermind, like that goes into Blade's Claw's fangs with like a stop click. And I need that stop click in there because not only does he have like a very regenerative ability, but also in order to play a character in modern times, I need it to not just be removed from the field immediately. I need to be able to not get hit for five or six penetrating damage and then just like, well, I guess I can't play that character because I want to be able to field it. And so it doesn't necessarily need to be meta viable, but it definitely needs to be able to, I'm not even going to say like survive in the meta atmosphere. It just needs to be able to take a hit. And when you're giving yeah. like 45 point characters, 40 point characters, heck, look at the Wonder Woman starter. There's 30 point characters with stop clicks. When you're doing that for a 30 point character and then also giving them Wonder Woman team ability with super senses on that stop click for 30 points, my Dakin needs to be able to survive a psychic blast for like four or five. Uh, so it, it doesn't necessarily need to be meta viable, uh, but it does need to be close and I'd prefer comic accuracy. So if it's not meta viable, but it's at least really comic accurate, I'll still play it. But man, I just really like it to be a really good comic accurate character and also able to like, let me get the one cool thing that it does to happen. You know, if it's like, Oh, blades but automatically makes like a, a roll of a three or higher into a six or something, you know, whatever. I want to be able to do that once, just once. <laughs> All right. No, that's solid. Um, I'm sort of of the same thinking. Uh, I'm lucky. Cap gets made a lot. Um, and we've had some that are just really, really accurate. So... A good, well-rounded Captain Americas, they exist in the form of, like, the ABPI cap. You know, if we get rid of the time gem, then it's like, okay, that's just a normal, good, well-rounded Steve Rogers. Same thing with the main set normal Captain America from Captain America and the Avengers is a really cool, just main set, you know, comic accurate. Feels good. Impervious seems like a bit much for Captain America, I'll be honest with you. I don't think... I think Impervious is, is just way... It's just a bit much for, like... Yeah, you know, if we just assume he's totally blocking that hit with the shield, sure. Um, then I'm like, it's fair. But I think, like, invulnerability is fine, you know? And, like, a cap should definitely not get invincible. Uh, but, I mean, anyways, those are really good and comic accurate and really fun. Same thing with the starter set one from Captain America and the Avengers. It really feels like the 80s-ish to when Captain America comes back, and he's sure he's just rocking toughness, but he's got the follow-through where he throws his shield catches it moves up to you punches you really cool idea feels very accurate it flows and plays like how captain america how you want him to flow and play so i really 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 enjoy that uh, on the other hand you know i do like playing in the competitive scene and it feels less soul-sucking when i can play characters i really really enjoy when i play competitively that's why i was really thankful for earth x captain america who at the time you know now Micron and Adam do what I use him for uh, a lot better for a lot less points, which sucks. But at the time, you know, being at 12 for three was really sweet. Being able to plus one move, punch, uh, the defend, the perplex, 
the uh, the teleporting power, like, and it all was super comic accurate to EarthX. It his dial felt like it was telling his story throughout EarthX, and I really really liked that. So, um, as much as I like, you know, being able to compete with my favorite figures in the meta, more importantly for me is just to like feel the story come to life through that character's dial. So to me, it's it's comic accuracy for sure, especially if it's going to be one off characters that. You know, look, would I rather have like a Howard the Duck be meta or would I rather have them be, you know, comic accurate? Comic accurate, because we're not going to get another one for a real, real long time, if ever, you know, right? So like one-off characters like that, I'd say, you know, make them comic accurate. They don't have to be meta. It's fine. Yeah. And, uh, so that was Bill's question. Age, you can always make a, kid, a figure stick around a little bit longer with certain tricks yeah. and stuff, so... Oh, yeah, totally correct. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, we'll just go ahead and do another round of chance questions before we do some actual here close questions. Uh, he says, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, I said no, but it's closer to being a sandwich than a BLT is. BLT is a sandwich, though. Oh, that's that's funny. Because it's, no. it's just got bacon? No. It's because it's I, a BLT like is it. literally just toppings. Like if I said, yeah, I will uh, agree with that ketchup mustard pickle light. sandwich, I, um, you'd be like, "That's <laughs> disgusting." That's just toppings, and I would say, "Yes, it's just toppings." Correct. It's just toppings. I took off a different sandwich. It's like if I was at a barbecue and I was like, "Oh man, I ran out of burgers. I hope no one notices." Okay, so and I could just slide bacon, lettuce, and tomato <laughs> on the sandwich, and they'll think it's a real thing. It's funny because like it sounds appetizing like oh BLT it's for some reason them those letters together just kind of slap I don't know why but they sound real good I mean you're just like I feel hungry and empty because like it's just bacon is your main meat of the sandwich you know like, yeah blame yeah. uh, so yeah yeah no I I will agree that uh I'm glad I turned this hot better dogs, this hot dog sandwich you really did into, into, a BLT into a BLT talk BLT somehow question yeah uh but no it's, uh, a hot dog skipped. is a hot dog that's it. Yes, yeah, for sure. I accidentally skipped the first question, which is what comic book character would you want to be your wingman? Uh, so Wolverine had a pretty solid wingman at the bar multiple times, and that was good old Kurt Wagner. Uh, so, yeah, probably him. Um, just because, I mean, he can like zip and zap you out of trouble if you need be. And yeah. uh, he's cool. He's got that German accent. So like... You know, people be like, not. oh, where's where's your friend from? And I'll be like, I don't know. He's blue. Did you not realize that? He's blue. His entire <laughs> hey, body. He wears that little wristwatch thing sometimes oh, where it's like yeah. he's not blue, you know? I'd be like, cut he's him, a, cut him he's a mutant. Stay away. Uh, no, I, I've honestly never had a wingman at a bar. So, I mean, just in general, I've never had a wingman to be honest. So I don't really know what a good wingman would be, but uh, fair, right. I'm, I'm more basing this on like movie tropes and stuff. Cause I've never had one either. I don't need one. Uh, I speak for myself and I'm a very outgoing person. I don't need someone to, to do that for me. Um, yeah, and normally me when I show up at a party, I'll, uh, I'll be I'm the life of the party pretty quickly not going places. Me too. I'm so, also outgoing. Nice. 
can save Simeon. Uh, anyways, I went with uh, Lamar Hoskins, Battlestar. He seemed like just a good wingman and like just a really oh, good yeah, person. Yeah. Uh, not only in the Falcon Winter Soldier show, but like in the Captain America comics when he's like Battlestar and Bucky and all that stuff. He's like a pretty cool dude. You know, he's one of the first guys to team up with Captain America after U.S. Agent, uh, well, after John Walker becomes U.S. Agent in comics. And he's like, I'm going to go do my own thing. And he's like, cool, I'm going to team up with like Falcon and Nomad and <laughs> Cap and go on adventures. And it's pretty, yeah. it's actually pretty fun. So, so pretty yeah, I would say man. Battlestar would be a really solid yeah. Nomad. Uh, nomad. It would be a really solid wingman. Not a great fall guy, though. <laughs> kind of bad at that part. That's mean. <laughs> Rude. Uh, Not nice. Anyways, uh, what do you think is stopping WizKids from hiring uh, actual play designers? Uh, you worded it differently, but this is what I have written down. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, it was not so much in the form of a question how it was worded. Yeah, it's just kind of a statement. Uh, let's go ahead. Why doesn't WizKids do, do, just do, do. offer positions for play design so their game isn't trash? There you go. And that was, there's no question mark in there, so it was just a statement. I just put yes. Um, I don't know what it's like at WizKids Central. Uh, my goal for WizKids is that at some point they sell enough miniatures and board games and whatever to have just endless supplies of uh, like interns and actual workers, hopefully paid interns uh, mm -hmm. and actual workers and stuff. So they can actually, you know, have like dedicated teams to every aspect of Heroclix and then also design teams because you don't need a designer, like a game designer, to balance the D&D &D miniatures or the, the Pathfinder miniatures. You just need a good like sculptor and a guy that makes the ideas like, oh, I want I want this goat man holding a spear and then some graphic designer guys like all right i'll get you a goat man holding a spear but when it comes to like the board game side and hero clicks especially it'd be great if we had like a full all hands on deck kind of situation i guess yeah man i don't know like people would play design their game for free and obviously there's some kind of communication in the community how things work for when they're going to get released. We saw that with the Teen Titans map in Rebirth. Like clearly they talk with somebody in the game, but I don't know why they don't either they're like not playtesting to their fullest because like, oh, this piece is going to be great for this team and I can totally abuse it before everybody else can. I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody because I wouldn't even know any name to accuse, but uh, I, I don't know why they don't play design. It, it seems, anyway, <laughs> let's not though. Let's yeah, not though. But you know hey, check you this are. out. Let's not though. If you listen, yeah. you know exactly. I doubt it. I don't think so. Uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of small things where it's like, well, if you would have just played that a little bit or honestly had someone double check your spelling and your grammatical errors when you make cards, like, I don't know. It seems like they're rushing these sets. And I'd be like, hey, if we only get two or three sets a year, that's fine. But yeah, like, I think the, I think the most telling you make thing not... that I've ever had is when we had Mr. Gray yeah. uh, Nachos on, uh, Mr. Matt Gray Nachos. He uh, 
He's a nice guy. I don't know why you, said, why you gotta do him like that. I'm just trying to enunciate his name. He never corrected me, so. Uh, oh goodness gracious! <laughs> he said uh, they should just fire their their quality assurance dude, their quality tester dude. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's dude. a pretty bold st- from someone that's actually you know, quote unquote, worked hand in hand with his kids on designing a figure. That's, that's uh, some, I don't know, the opposite of high praise, whatever that would be. Some low, low criticism expectations. I, I don't know. But yeah, like if he, clearly mm-hmm. he's got a better idea of the inner workings of Heroclix than I do because he helped design a figure. Uh, yeah. And if he's saying that, then it's like, yeah, that's, it's not wrong. And then you just got to look at, like, you know, poor Isaac Arnold Berkowitz's figure, where they were like, ah, oh, let's not even bother changing it in the set where we are changing a core malfunction, like a core thing that will malfunction in this figure. We won't even bother changing the figure before we fix, like, the rule. So, like, he can't push on to click two, which would be really cool if he could do. And maybe that was their part of balancing where they didn't want him to but i don't i don't know he's just and i'm talking about the red sun uh lex right he's just really hard to play it would take a very skilled person to make that piece work at full potential now and i don't think that's what they had in mind when they designed it so it looks very much on paper like it was designed to be able to push to click to but who knows yeah, man, it uh, it really sucks because you would think it would at least be cool um, uh, to have the trait they gave Immortal Hulk, right? The deal. Yeah, when he's giving a power like, action, deal. you yeah. can give him one unavoidable. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That would make a ton of sense to be able to do that. Uh, is now poor time to make a meta Despotellus. Look, oh, yes. uh, personally, dude, just uh, just make a lantern set. That's all I want from DC right now, from WizKids, is a lantern set. Uh, yeah, that's what I want, man. I just want a lantern set. Cool. I think Legacy Cuckoo. Card Despotellus, honestly, Ooh. I think it's a solid figure still. I don't think it's broken. I don't uh, think it makes it to every yeah. team. But I think it's still a very solid, very viable figure. So if you don't know, Despotellus was a tiny size figure, uh, red lantern core. So he had penetrating poison. Yellow lantern core. Defense. Was it yellow? Yeah, he's yellow. Oh. But he did have yeah. penetrating poison, right? He did, yeah, for whatever reason. Hmm. Yellow lantern yeah, he's core. He's core. With penetrating poison for whatever reason. It was because he was like a virus or whatever. But he was a tiny sized character with like a 20 defense. And the biggest thing was he, he'd he follow you so you could move away. I don't even think he stopped you from breaking away. But then he would just be placed next to you at the end of your movement. So it became a very, like, you have to deal with this dude. Uh, I think in the current competitive, there might be enough invincible and there's definitely enough stat modifiers where a 20 isn't like, or even a 21 isn't that crazy to hit. Um, like we, in 2019, we routinely had 14 attack kind of stuff going on. So no, I don't, I don't think even if you just 
took Despotelis from his old dial and added him into modern, I don't think he's broken. Uh, he's definitely not something I would play casually, but I don't think he's going to like shift the meta to like a Despotelis only kind of thing. Um, I don't know how you would remake him without just literally remaking, like making him the exact same though. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, is he a figure you need to remake type of deal, you know? Like, what would we do that's so different? You know, his power set is, you know, making people sick. Like, it's not not that interesting, number one. Number two, Maybe how that's do we... what he was getting to. Would this be poor timing coming out of, like, 2020? Oh, I assume so, right? Because, I mean, like, uh... his special speed is, the sickness is already inside you. His special okay. attack is a I was reading this as, fear. like, would it be a poor timing for hero clicks, not, like... As the world like turns, it's it's in burns. poor taste type yeah. of deal. I think is what he's going for. Now I understand. Uh, that probably is <laughs> possibly um, poor timing. Like, it's, it's, remember what I said when I did the whole. Right uh, anyways, I don't want to talk about any of that. It's yeah. lame. Uh, but like, it's kind of like what I said when they redid the uh, Human Torch Legacy card. His willpower or something was called the Corona Flame, and they changed it to like the Supernova <laughs> Flame. Right. I think it's <laughs> they, yeah. I think it's so funny they did that. They got rid of yeah. So it'll be a couple years before Lantern Virus Man becomes close to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all right, and never. then let's end this with some actual more Hero Clicks questions. Uh, HC Cosmic on Twitter. He goes to say, uh, what is your favorite team you've ever built? This is really tough because, I mean, when you're a HeroQuest player, you make a lot of teams and you really, you know, there's ones that you're just like, man, I love playing that team at the time. If I could play it, play it again, I'd play it forever, you know, type of deal. So I decided to go with sort of a recent one that fits like the classic way I would build teams. And this was just a fun team to play. But uh, last year for the uh, Indianapolis event I went to, there was a popper tournament. I think I ended up somehow getting top four, which is pretty cool. Um, and I played Living Legend Captain Americas. And this is just, you know, uh, when I first started playing the game, I was really mad because I would started playing at a time where there weren't any boosters on the shelves that had Captain America in them. Uh, I started playing around Invincible Iron Man. I mean, I started playing around uh, the whatever the movie set, right? So I got an Iron Man figure from there. I got Iron Man from Iron Man 3. There was Iron Man and the Invincible Iron Man. I'm like, I'm getting too many freaking Iron Mans. Where's my Steve Rogers? And I was mad because all I had was like the starter set first Avenger Captain America. So I, I specifically sought out, you know, going to like miniature websites and stuff, buying every Captain America I could see because I just wanted to play Captain America. That's all I wanted to do. So, um, you know, I play like US Agent, Captain America, Bucky, whatever teams like that. It's really fun. And now, uh, in a more modern sense, I played the, whatever, Shifting Focus Captain America, one of those, the Master of Evil starter set 50-point Captain America, the Captain from Captain America and the Avengers, and then Captain America from Captain America and the Avengers. And I don't remember if I could fit the starter set one on there or not, but I'm pretty sure I had the starter set Captain America from Captain America and the Avengers also on that team. And then to round it out, I had Happy Hogan and an Aim Red. And it was... Uh, just one of my favorite teams that I'd ever played. It was awesome. Uh, I, I just super enjoyed it. I got to play a bunch of different Captain Americas. You know, I had some Living Legend figures. The Captain is fun. All that fun stuff. Like, it. everybody had a 20 defense because 
uh, the whatever Captain America, the Masters of Evil one, gives everybody adjacent friendly characters plus one defense, just like statically. And then the 75 points shifting focus, which is like the weird photon energy shield thing, gives them plus one defense against ranged combat attacks, which is really cool. So, or that Captain America could straight up just block a line of fire side, which is really sweet too. So, yeah. without dropping yeah. like Fun a barrier, team. so it's like blocking without yeah your opponent being able to blast through it, kind of thing. I exactly, really that. that's why it was good. Um, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite teams I've ever built. Resonates with how I used to build teams. It's a good time. So I've I've got two teams that I've like thoroughly enjoyed to the point where I remember them quite vividly. Uh, the first, and I've only been able to run this twice, but it was a thousand point Asgardians team. So before you're like, oh wow, what did he have? Thor, Loki, Odin, yada yada. It was no, it was seven hundred points of the serpent. So you know, calm yourselves. <laughs> it was <laughs> serpent and friends was the team, but man. I love playing the serpent on his top dial with the fear dial and everything. Uh, but then I had the the movie Odin, who's actually Loki, um, that gives plus one for Asgardians that have hit this game. So they just automatically get, if after they hit, they automatically get a plus one attack for the rest of the game. I had Beta Ray Bill at 125. I had Thor Odinson, the title character. Um, I had a couple like random different things that were like fit in there. And I think there was somebody with like a perplex or a double perplex, but I can't remember exactly. But the main, the main thing is um, Thor Odinson title character can move up. And then I think it's a minus one to yank anyone with the Asgardian keyword next to him. So he'd move up. I'd yank the serpent next to him. And then top dial serpent has running shot pulse wave, which used to be way more fearsome because he had like a 13 for seven or something. Maybe. So it's still really good because he could <laughs> running shot pulse wave. And I always pulse waved multiple targets because then you get to click your fear dial for every hit character hit opposing character. So I would try and find like a grouped up area and he's got decent range. I think it's like seven or eight, maybe higher. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but uh, I would find like the biggest group of opposing characters. I could move Thor. However far up I needed call in serpent quote unquote, call in serpent with a minus one and mm -hmm. Thor would take an unavoidable usually, but the serpent would get to pulse wave crank his fear dial up to where he could use any action as a free action. And so then he would free action pulse wave, crank it up again to where he could do two actions as free actions that turn. Mm -hmm. And so this is prior to like rule change. I would then pulse wave a third time, get his like fear dial, like basically turn one or I mean, as soon as my opponent moved out of their starting area, I would get the fear dial on the serpent cranked all the way up to top and also have like high enough defense that I didn't really have to worry about him getting knocked down too low. But then like the following turn, it'd be like, I shoot you for seven. I shoot you for seven. These are all free actions, that kind of thing. I don't know how it translates to 2021 rules, but I'd really like to play it again just to see like, you know, Oh, like you can't use this action twice you have to use you know so i could use running shot i could use a static range i could use pulse wave um and that's pretty much it like you know those are like three free things uh and then 
as far as just like a more normal team goes is I really love mind control teams and I ran into this rut where mind control only gets you so far. Like at a certain point, if your opponent's only playing one mind control piece, then you're kind of sunk. But I got around that with, uh, so I had a, I think it was 400 points, um, of just like mind control tech. And this was like Xavier school, Xavier who can mind control everyone within a certain like range, but he can only move them. He can't attack with them. And then I had a bunch of the Orion females from the original Trek set, which they can do a free action to minus one defense. It's like a seduction token. So for every seduction token, the opposing character has the minus defense one when Orion female targets them with mind control. So with three Orion females and a single turn, I could drop defense by three, and then Orion females could each mind control with a minus three to their defense, which was pretty solid. Um, but because I would end up always getting stuck against a team where they had like one big character, or I'd get stuck with like, you know, they've only got two characters left and I still needed to deal damage, I threw on the AI Tigra at one point. And it was hilarious because the AI Tigra chase has flurry. It's the third virtue of life, tenacity. Flurry, once per turn when Tigra's attack roll has a three, after resolutions, friendly characters can use charge and blades, claws, fangs this turn. And you will never know the pure joy that I experienced when Charles Xavier in his wheelchair charged <sighs> blades on a character and rolled a six for blades it was like murder right, ball awesome. but that's he had awesome. razors on his wheels <laughs> it was i don't i don't even know it was just like the most ridiculous kind of and i can essentially with as much mind control as i had packed on the team i can essentially like position opposing characters however i need them so it doesn't even matter that tigra doesn't have charge i can pretty much bring opposing characters to her and then flurry blades and all I need is one three with two attacks. So, you know, there's quite a few chances for a three. And, you know, I've got a few probs on it and stuff like that just in case. But, yeah, I think mind control on its own is just one of my favorite powers. And then mind control shenanigans where I can take an opponent, opposing character from, like, way down in their starting area and just move them all the way over to, like, my little area that I've picked out and then have Tigra give everyone charged blades. And then all of a sudden you've got professor X wheeling his way over blades in you. You've got Orion females doing their whole 10 for one, except they get a roll blades. It's pretty fun. Uh, and I'm sure there's enough new mind control stuff out there that I, that'll be a team that I keep using in the future. Okay. Yeah, dude, right on. I did, I was never like a mind control team fan. That was never a thing that I liked doing. Um, but I know a lot of people did like did dig the mind control. Anyways, HC uh, Cosmic also asks, "What's the favorite? What's our favorite? Per blah, goodness gracious! What's our personal favorite YouTube video we ever made for our channel?" Yeah, this is a this fun one. Uh, we've done a lot. So for those of you that are listening, I know a lot of you guys aren't subscribed. And this is where I pitched you our YouTube channel. Uh, we talked a lot about Tabletop Simulator. We play that every single week. 
we also do like a lot of fun in-person games. I shouldn't say a lot. We've done like three in-person games, but each one is just really cool. So we did Extreme Rules, which was really sweet. That was our wrestling personas and everything with all the challenges in between. We did our Hero Clicks Hot Ones where we had hot wings in between each round and we got to see our brains melt and attempt to play a game of Hero Clicks during that. And we did our Clicks Busters, which I think we could do more of, honestly, uh, for Krakow and Revival, which is pretty fun. Uh, we've done stuff like that. Uh, Simeon does all the really cool sculpt swap videos where he does some painting and he does some super fast time going by. Uh, obviously, there are the like unboxing videos, which really aren't necessarily fun to make. But those are videos that every YouTuber, I guess, in Heroclix kind of has to make. They're sort of forced to like it just for some reason. That's just a video a lot of people like, which I get it. You yeah. want to see what you pull. Um, and we just sort of have to do it. Got to whore ourselves out for views because, I mean, it's <laughs> unboxings. And I don't, you know, I don't necessarily love doing them. I try to make them as interesting as possible with trying to film a skit or something in front of them. Um, and then, then, you know, also there's videos where I just do skits, uh, kind of whatever feels funny at the time, to be honest. Uh, I did like Letter Kenny one, you know, the pitch meeting is obviously a big favorite for a lot of people. But Simeon, what is uh, one of your favorite YouTube videos? that we have on our channel since I've only truly participated in like a handful of them. It's usually Calder and, uh, he does like all of his own skit making and everything like that. But, uh, as far as favorite YouTube videos that I've been a part of, uh, one of my favorites, well, a few of my favorites are whenever we had Devin on with our Thursday throwdown to like, kind of have him Ooh, yeah. play a boss battle thing. Those were really fun. The one where he brings, uh, what was it? It wasn't Siri. It was Google, like the Google, Google yeah, Google Home destruction. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Devin plus Google was pretty frightening when he first started. <laughs> it was funny. Implementing it. Was funny. it. Um, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I think Hot Ones has to be my favorite because it's, it's so simple in premise but in practice, it's one of the most painful experiences I've ever put myself oh, through. And then uh, I do have to shout out Extreme Rules because nothing in Dial H has made me laugh more than going back through Extreme Rules and painstakingly <laughs> editing it out. And like, there's just so many bits. Like, it ended up being way longer than I wanted it to be. But there are so many things that I was like, I have to leave this in. And then there's just like so many like hilarious moments where I would just like sit there and just like laugh to myself for minutes while I was editing because oh boy, it was just I don't know. There's like so much uh, the the Rocky Road eating contest. Oh um, man, that was <laughs> the fact that I had no idea what the challenges and punishments were, and I think the very f uh, I think the very first punishment that I pull is literally just like the big boot. And I look at the camera and I'm like, I get a big boot thrown at me. And <laughs> I came to like, I realized instantly, like uh, I probably should have read through these before we started filming. Yeah. I didn't even think that I didn't uh, necessarily show them <laughs> but, to you. Uh, I mean, like we went shopping together to buy all like the stuff. And like, true. I asked you for like the boot and everything. <laughs> and it was weird that you were never like, what hey, is so how exactly for? is this all gonna work? <laughs> what is any of this for? Yeah. <laughs> like and uh, what is this gonna do in relation to me getting hurt? But yeah, uh, that, 
Extreme Rules just um, I would share more of the outtakes like we've shared a few of them but truly uh, I think probably everything worth actually watching (laughs) is like in Extreme Rules Uh, I didn't edit that one as much as I should have Hot Ones on the other hand there's legitimately like a five minute pause about 45 minutes into the game where inexplicably me and Calder like lock eyes and start chuckling and then we just kind of laugh and then we just stop and just kind of look at the table and five minutes passes not even like joking here five minutes passes as we stare at the table and then we continue with the game and I had no recollection of that moment at all I was like I don't remember just blacking out and staring at the table for that long but it was an extremely long amount of time and i was like i have to remove all of this i think if i don't that like someone might report me to like whatever the adult protective services is like psychos yeah yeah it was I just <laughs> it was bad it hurts my head thinking about the heat heat of the moment you know <laughs> and i was just like how how melted like my mouth had went from my mouth is on fire my mouth is on fire oh my goodness to like my brain is melted and i cannot make a comprehensive thought or word escape my mouth um yeah dude hot ones is it was fun to shoot it was fun uh the most fun video to shoot was definitely extreme rules uh i think that was just a good time the the day we had planned and everything whatever like the games the uh what else was it the promos tons of fun super fun to shoot uh it was cool to see everybody's characters and everything like that yeah man and once was just like that was a different experience entirely because it was man it was and it didn't get uh as much love as I was hoping it would have, which is fine. Uh, same thing with Extreme Rules. 325 views is really awesome, and it it has its own mini fan base, which I'm really, really proud of, and I really love that. Um, so much that we're, you know, bringing these characters back again because they are really fun. They are really fun characters to do and play and act and everything. Um, Hot Ones was, like, genuinely a video series where I thought, oh, I could get Heroclix, like, competitive Heroclix players on, we could do this. Um... And we still might. Like, I understand that our YouTube channel moves a little slower than most. Uh, the last time we made a non-podcast, non-online, like, gameplay-style video, you know, like, it's been three weeks since we've done a sculpt swap, three weeks since the Wonder Woman pitch meeting, um, and then it's just sort of been, I don't want to call them filler videos, but, like, you know, Thursday Throwdown, we're constantly pumping that out. So there's constant content in that regard. But then it's been... Uh, three weeks. We're trying to do a live video every single month. So for the month of May, we did get the Clicksbusters video. So I'm really excited that our Patreon met that goal so that way we can now keep doing that because those are really fun videos that I think Dial H is, is somewhat known for, for stepping out of the box and everything. So that being said, I'll just, I'll easily answer uh, the question and I will say um, it's it's gotta be, uh, and actually it is tough. I want to be selfish and I want to say Hero Clicks Wonder Woman pitch meeting. But what I'm going to say instead is the very first video I ever made that was sort of a video like this. And that would be the first Hero Clicks players impressions video. 
because I wasn't making it to do anything else. I just thought, man, I originally it started where I just wanted to make fun of Daniel Powell. I wanted to like do the gym <laughs> from the office uh, Dwight at Rocktober one year. I wanted to wear the overalls and have a fake beard and have the glasses. And just for one day, I just wanted to like annoy Daniel Powell. <laughs> and, you know, identity theft is not a joke, you know, like that, that joke. That's all I wanted to do. Um, I brought them with me and like my overalls and everything. I packed all of that to Rocktober. And then like the weekend went by, it passed. And I'm like, ah, it finally came to like the day I, I was going to do it. And I'm like, ah, this would be stupid. And then I just didn't do it. And I regretted it so much. I was like, no, I got to do it. And because I was at Rocktober and I got to see a lot of Hero Hooks players and kind of learn their uh, mannerisms and everything, I was like, this, I could make fun of everybody. And I just started thinking about like Hero Hooks players I saw there and my own friends and stuff like that, where I'm just like, I just want to make, I'm just going to make a funny little video where it's like one to two seconds per impression and just say something dumb. So it's like all the Canadians, they just get A, you know, like that's it. You know, for like people I knew who just liked one figure and played it a bunch, I was just like, uh, hella, you know, like just made a dumb voice. Like some people, Hero Clicks players, trying to, you know, uh, sort of sound like Jay Solomon when he's shouting. Which obviously it's terrible impression, but I think it's so funny. But yeah, that video probably had to be my most fun to make. Um, yeah, and I edited it like on Snapchat and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a good time. That one, I definitely started to feel the love for like making videos, making fun of people, and like it was a year later before I made any kind of video like that again, where I made another impressions video. Um, and I released it on Christmas. I I don't know why I decided to do that for whatever reason. But I um I made it like a, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know when I want to post this. Do I want to post this at the end? And I decided because me and Chris at the time were doing the 12 memes of Christmas, <laughs> Clicksmas or whatever we were doing. We were It was super low effort. All we did was post a hero clicks meme every day for 12 days. And I was like, you know what? To end it on Christmas, I'm going to do an impressions video. Um, and like... I just put it on Facebook. It didn't even. It doesn't even exist on YouTube. Oh, so I can't even really say that. I guess ah, it's on YouTube now. I realized that she did this huge spiel for a video that isn't on YouTube. We reuploaded. Wow. It, yeah. Uh, but it. Yeah, we reuploaded it, so it's fine. Um, but I, yeah, that this long five-minute spiel is just me saying I really had a fun time making that video. People really enjoyed it. People, you know, watched it and shared it around and stuff. And I was just like, cool. It felt like, uh, I don't know, just felt really nice that people thought it was funny. And then, you know, obviously I made two more, and I think each one gets better. I think they're all pretty funny, and it blows my mind that there's enough Hero Hooks players that enough people know about, and you can make fun of, and I think it's really cool. So that's my incredibly long-winded uh, love for making impressions videos. I will say Simeon. the the nest GIFs yeah. are the, like, the most requested nest GIFs are four parts of those impression videos so uh people Sweet. definitely like remember them i mean jay solomon remembered i i think it was part two so that was over a year ago i don't even remember how long ago but like well over a year ago where literally all you say is roll for willpower and then you look up and you're like oh that's <laughs> And that was your impression of me, which no one should have yeah. remembered. No one like rightly should have remembered. But for some reason, Jay Solomon remembered right. that when they changed willpower to having a role for it. And so, yeah, that's um, 
That's one that I have saved. By the way, for personal reasons. Lucas, uh, Lucas Van Holland had the audacity to say, "Lol, that aged poorly." I'm like, I think it aged like fine wine, ladies and gentlemen. That's chef's kiss, in my opinion. Yeah. Aged beautifully. Name uh, literally anyone else who cl- like called a power change like that that Aging. far in advance. Yeah. Man. And That's... then I, I think I watched Impressions 3 like last week or whatever, and I say like, I think I'll perplex damage. And I'm like, now that that maybe changed Aiden, you know, yeah. aged poorly, maybe. That, yeah, that does. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> there's a few things that you can't do anymore. Um, yeah. Also the fact that like yeah, some, no. some people in uh, Impressions Part 3 just are no longer part of the community. They were for like hot, yeah. uh, a hot two yeah. months. Yeah. I realized, like, Topher and a few other, like, people is like, oh, man, it's, like, nothing. Yeah. That's fine, though. It was it was fun when it happened. People still remember, because people still say, like, where's my Flash? And that was a one-day thing, so. <laughs> oh, Netflix man. community Good time. just doesn't forget. Not ever. They never forget. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, like, sorry, just to reiterate, yours was Hot Ones, right, Simeon? Yeah. I realize uh, I really, uh, really brought us. Hot Ones is probably yeah. the one that I'm, that I enjoy the most on a rewatch. Um, Extreme Rules was definitely the most fun to edit for me. And so I will, for, for personal I will reasons, say, that's why. Yeah. I will say I can watch Hot Ones more than Extreme Rules. Yeah, personally, I can rewatch Hot Ones way more than I can because Extreme Rules. When I rewatch it, all I can think of like is things that we could have done better. You yeah, know, yeah, it's real. It's and, real rough being like, yeah, the creator and being like, man, this and this, and you just like pick apart the like the thing yeah. the whole time. Same when I like listen to the, like the podcast. I don't usually pick apart the podcast sure. as much, but anytime I re-listen, I'm like, uh missed that part literally like some two second part where no one will hear it but i hear it mm-hmm. because you know uh i lived it or stands whatever. out somehow yeah but yeah, yeah. No, extreme rules and hot ones uh luckily we've got we've got a man in charge of editing now so he'll yes. be in charge of fixing yes. all of our blunders <laughs> in the future uh but yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then with that, I'm going to extend a question to everybody else in the community here. Do you guys have a favorite video that we have on YouTube, whether that just be a fun gameplay moment from Thursday Throwdown, a skit video, or one of our live in-person videos? Let us know. Right into the show. You can message us on Facebook. You can message us on Twitter. If you are a part of our Patreon, you can do so on Discord. Uh, all that stuff just message us and tell us what like what your favorite youtube video we have is and if you haven't checked out our youtube yet do it uh youtube.com slash dial h for hero clicks pick us out it's tons of fun guys if you want to support the show one of the best ways to do it besides you know joining our patreon straight up you know giving us some money to really help us keep going and be able to do all sorts of cool giveaways and everything else and film really cool videos another way to do it is to leave us a review on itunes spotify wherever you can that really helps show our podcast to people our podcast you know since we're lucky we're smart we had hero clicks in the name so if you type in hero clicks in apple podcast or spotify will pop up right away which is really sweet so 
uh just yeah doing stuff like that really really helps the show so leave a review you know five stars obviously helps the best but you know be honest if you don't think we're a five-star show that's okay i'd rather have you be honest and be like i guess i'll do a five-star show you know so be honest leave a cool review and we really appreciate all you guys that listen all you guys that are huge fans of the show it's really really awesome and yeah it's just dope so and really quick uh shout out to clicks on the barbie just started i haven't been able to listen to their podcast they have a youtube channel though they are the australian guys one is ben jones uh chris is also on one of the podcasts uh this is not dial h chris this is maybe chris rizzy i know he's uh living in australia now i don't know if he's on the show there's chris is a pretty common name so i don't know but uh you know shout out to them uh they i you know, I would have thought they would have messaged us that they were making a podcast and maybe asked for a shout out. But I, I, I found them on Paradise Clicks because uh, he shared one of theirs. I'm like, that's really cool. So Clicks on the Barbie. If you want to know what Hero Clicks is like down under, you can check it out. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I have to say, guys. Yeah. You know, just like classic wrestler HHH delivering a pedigree, I'm going to deliver the sign out. <laughs> cool stuff, Inc. Dot com is our sponsor. It's the sponsor of Dial H, HH for Heroclix. And uh, you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools, it's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some. Let the test in. Because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow.